<laughs> Righteousness and severity. Moses in the smoking mountain of fire. Welcome to your death sentence of the cross of your crucified animal flesh. And it will no longer have influence over your Holy Ghost born again angelic spirit because of the severity of the burning mountain that doth smoketh. <laughs> I'll just let that sink in. You know Doth is in the Bible. You know it's going to be good when God has to start out with comedy. He's just kind of priming the pump to get you to take your guards down so you can be devoured by the lion's teeth into the belly of God instead of the belly of a fallen angel, a demon god. Cowabunga, dude. I'm Bart Simpson, who the heck are you? <laughs> Glory. Jesus. Freeze us. Fleeces us. Good sheep. I love being one of Jesus's sheeple. When the conservatives and the Alex Joneses and the Republican uh, conspiracy theorists and all these people out there trying to win the universe through politics begin to be derogatory towards the reference of sheep always makes the Holy Ghost cringe fighting the very word of God. You know, David was a, a sheep. How many of y'all know Jesus is not a sheep? He's a lamb, which means he never got old. <laughs> the lamb of God. The most mature thing you could ever be, the Bible says, is a bride of the lamb. Not going to be a bride of a sheep, so you don't have to marry an old man. You're marrying a young man. It's good news to you ladies in your 70s. It's about 40 years younger than you. Rocking the cradle. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Well, in the name of Jesus Christ, be loose from whatever immoral understanding you have about all that. So you can get heavenly fat so that you don't die by Satan's gat, which is a bonix for a Glock 9mm to blow your brains out in the streets of North Minneapolis. Amen. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. And they don't include having your brains blown out by gangsters. Amen. No one in agreement with me in the whole world. They're like, I, Brandon, know God's destiny is that I should be killed by execution-style murder by the gangs of North Minneapolis. 
<laughs> oh, hallelujah. You know, one thing I noticed about Elijah, he mocks death. You know what? He was right. He never died. There's a wisdom in attacking fear. I've noticed over the years that all covenants and fears that are in flesh and blood and hearts and minds and spirits, they have to do with death and death being a covering of all the fears that are not the fear of the Lord, that are not the fear of God. The fear of God is clean, it is written. The fear of God brightens the eyes, it is written. Amen? And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is something the Spirit delights in, Isaiah 11 says. And he shall delight in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. He shall delight in judgment and severity. He shall delight in the obedience of the law. It's true. Jesus fulfilled the law. He enjoyed fulfilling it, by the way. It was fun for him. For the most part, if you read the scriptures, Jesus constantly had fun on earth. He was so joyful. He was so carefree that the religious people would manifest on him everywhere because of how much fun he was having with his disciples. You go around eating and drinking. The Son of Man comes eating and drinking. But the religionists, they fast, they pray, they strive, they're serious. And John the Baptist sent messengers, his disciples, to Jesus and said, Are you the Messiah or should we expect another? <laughs> and tell him, the blind see. Tell him the deaf hear. Tell him the dead are raised. Wasn't a yes or no question. Had to get the religious mindset shifted to what God actually looks like because even the greatest prophet in the Old Testament got it wrong. What it was going to look like. Incarcerated in Herod's jail, Herod's palace had a dungeon in it. Remember that's where John the Baptist was decapitated by the principality Jezebel, right? And Jesus spent time in the same jail cell if you read the Bible. He had time in Herod's jail. Just means that righteous men <laughs> are often felons. Jesus had a death with criminals with felons, Barabbas, murderers. The Bible says Barabbas was a murderer, a thug. They'd rather have Barabbas than Jesus Christ. They'd rather have murder. What did they say? Caesar is our king. Now I'm dealing with the soul's mentality towards true Jesus Christ spirituality. Because that's what needs to get circumcised out of everyone's hearts. Your ideas, your judgments, your opinions, 
your nonsense, your animal blasphemies, your beast markings and blasphemies of speaking out of the flesh and the blood and the fallen DNA, speaking out of the realm of the dead, speaking out of Egypt in your hearts and speaking out of Egypt in your blood and the river Nile, speaking a word that sounds like God, has the knowledge of God, the study of God, the library of God. Alexandria, Egypt has all the knowledge about God. The Alexandrian Library of Egypt of the soul versus wisdom of the third heaven of the Library of Zion and it's heaven's library versus hell's library in the earth right now. And what have you been reading and believing? Alexandria or heavenly Jerusalem? What kingdom are you connected to and eating from? God the Father was telling me today the reason why there's still a dullness and it's exceedingly dull in so many people is because they're eating from the table before the Tower of Babel. If you study it out, there was a feast in Babel. It's the table of Babylon the Great. If there is anything in you that's not crystal clear and sparkling, it's because you're eating from the table of Babel. Come on now. Well, we're going to get into it tonight. In the glory light. I don't know. Should we get right into the Tower of Babel? Ha 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 ha. Yes, yes, yes. Enoch, 89.73. And they again began to build. They began to build. They're building something. Your time is building something. You're always building. Doesn't mean you're a construction worker. Doesn't mean you own a concrete business. Although you probably do. At least one of you watching right now. Amen. Doesn't mean you're a contractor. You don't have to be an engineer or a scientist. The word is spirit. And the word is truth. It's talking about what are you building in the interior castle of your eternal soul. They began to build. Now, this is so far before Nimrod, because Nimrod's post-flood. Enoch is pre-flood. But Enoch was probably the greatest seer prophet who's ever lived. Enoch saw the Messiah. Enoch saw the kingdom age. He saw heaven restored to earth. He saw everything. No one shall see as I have seen it as written. Enoch saw like all the perfection of the heads of days. He saw the redeeming of the days, the redeeming of the fall. He saw the righteous and the elect in the day when the wicked are to be removed. He saw everything. And the archangel showed him everything by God's command. And so I believe right here in Enoch 89.73, he is looking at a table of a tower that people are eating from and I know this is what's wrong with so many Christians and believers that your diet is not exclusive to heaven that we are bewitched and deceived in whole areas of our soul and our mind where we're eating from tables of demons but it's a table of the Tower of Babel you know Babel means confusion in Hebrew 
Babel means to be confused. It's the dullness of confusion where you're not quick to understand spiritual concepts because of a lack of wisdom. And a lack of wisdom is the result of not eating from the table of Jesus, but eating from the table of Nimrod. Eating from the table of Satan. Eating from the table of the red dragon. Eating from the table of Molech. When you lust eating from the table of Pan, when you're prideful in knowledge. God is commanding repentance from tables of spiritual food into your spiritual souls to transform you. There is a requirement for transformation that there be no mixture in your souls. There can be no mixture in your diets. It was like, oh, don't eat pork. You know, the Neanderthal spirit be like, does that mean uh, I can't have chicken gizzards in my gravy on Thursday? No, people are gone in the Neanderthal spirit. Neanderthal DNA corrupts much of the brain. The DNA is so corrupted and so mutilated through sin and sorcery and religion and all kinds of sexual sins and all kinds of prideful religious sins under the sun that there's a warping of the worm, and the worm is not just the mind, the worm is the DNA that is not straightened by the light of the sun and the light of the moon in practicing righteousness, which is the healing of DNA. Bob Jones said it a thousand times. I only understood it for the first time last night. He says everything in this world is DNA except one thing, genetics in your spirit. But then Bob would say right afterwards, and thank you, Bob Jones in the cloud of witnesses. I finally got it 20 years later. He would say, but all the stars and the planetary systems and the sun and the moon, they all obey their orbit. And you know that you just let that fascination thing just kind of sit there on the shelf because it's so far out there you know the seer is up in the second heaven seeing stuff for a far off and remote generation pioneering righteousness for us but it takes the maturity of the inner man being built up into that place where it can be inserted into the spirit to finally understand what the great seer was saying the whole time if the only thing in this world and in this universe is dna okay you know that's true. The sun is DNA, the moon's DNA, the stars are DNA, space is DNA. They know the elements, they can look and check the elements. They can check hydrogen, oxygen, helium. They can check all that stuff. They know the content, the measurements. They understand DNA now. We have DNA technology in all the earth, forensic DNA in every crime scene, understanding all kinds of awesome stuff now. And if you understand DNA, you'd understand that the human DNA is completely wormy and it's not an original state. So you need a transfiguration, you need a transformation of spirit, soul, mind and body. And the mind and body, the brain, the heart and the body and the organs come from the sun and the moon and the stars that obey their orbit. How many of y'all know their DNA is not corrupted? The Bible says that they're still warring from their courses in Judges 5.20. Two-thirds of the stars and their hosts did not fall from the second heavens. So there is perfect DNA in the universe. And Bob Jones alluded to it a hundred times in his teaching. It's the stars. Stars have perfect DNA. 
It's true. Now you have perfect genetics, but what's all your problems? Wormy DNA, human DNA, sinful, corrupted DNA that's so weak it gets sick. It's all kinds of strongholds, poverty mentalities, religious mentalities. It's just the human flesh has become so corrupted through sin and sorcery and under the Satans for thousands of years of fallen angel oppression of the curse of the fall under the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is cosmic and the pressure of gravity and the pressure of the curse upon the brow and tilling the soil and childbirth and all the curses of Genesis story and everything you've had to endure through your generations and genealogies for 6,022 years, it's intense. The dullness now is, is worse now than it was 2,000 years ago because of so much more lust and so much more pride and so much more religion. You didn't have 100,000 denominations of Christianity 500 years ago. You had two, maybe three if you include Eastern Orthodox and the Ethiopian church and they had the Indian church, ancient Indian church, and they had the Western church and the Eastern church, maybe four denominations on planet earth 500 years ago four total on the whole planet now there's literally several hundred thousand several hundred thousand guys which means the expressions of divinity have been so polluted by man's selfishness his greed his lust for power his knowledge of scripture without knowledge of the glory without understanding the spirit being built up but just having the soul being built up we have created thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of teachings that mutilate DNA and it's all soulishness all of that has to burn off of our hearts has to burn off of our brains and has to burn off of our bones in order for there to be cleanness and clarity in the flesh in the holy DNA of God's righteousness, God's holiness, and God's original design in the heavenlies. So without a clear DNA, there's a corruption in the mind and even hearing and seeing in the five senses. You could show them like signs and wonders right in front of their face. Jesus Christ did this to them and it didn't help them at all because there was such a corruption in the DNA and a blockage in their eyes and their ears and they're so filled with darkness that it didn't even matter how much light Jesus brought. The Bible said he brought the exact measure of the Father's light to the earth. And when he was the exact outrain brilliance of the light being the Father took him up at age 33, that's what the Gospel of Luke declares and the book of Acts. And what it exposed was man's corrupt DNA, but there's a healing for the DNA. Now the enemy has twisted this off and got into all kinds of new age weirdness and of course valuable things Satan wants the most, otherwise he won't even touch him and the enemy won't even try to counterfeit it. But the most valuable things Satan counterfeits the most and I don't think there's anything down here except for the spirit that's more valuable than DNA. So it's genetics first. Your God sperm genetics, your God breathed genetics, born again genetics of God the Father's spirit and God the Father's living water, John chapter 3, born again and born in heaven. Amen? Amen! Come on now! Genetics! Yes! Holy Ghost forensics! Spiritual science in this place! And it's not mad scientists, it's glad scientists. 
Hey man, come on now. Stay with me. Don't fall asleep out there. Participate and manifestate and levitate as you revel as you revelate. Revelate, manifestate, and get some deliverance. Get some healing in the DNA tonight. He's gonna shake everything that's gonna be shaken, which means the trees that don't bear fruit be thrown in the fire and burned, and we're like, oh that's all I have. No. You had new garments. Blessed is the bride of the lamb, for they're covered in the garments of the lamb. You need to wear the lamb's DNA. Jesus has different DNA. The Bible says he's in the flesh at the right hand of God in a transfigured body for both Jews and Gentiles to be healed of 6,022 years of earthly abominations, earthly wars, earthly governments, earthly religions, earthly rebellions, earthly lust, all the activities of the animals under the sun getting burnt off your flesh tonight so your flesh to go clear because when your DNA is clean it is also clear which means you're not aware of yourself anymore you're only looking at your born again part of you which is your God sperm genetics amen the healing of DNA is turning your flesh and blood clear it'll be clear to your spirit for a while and then on the outside you'll actually turn invisible as well too how do you think Jesus over and over in Matthew Mark Luke and John walked through the midst of them he had perfect DNA so he could go invisible Bible says they looked for him and couldn't find him Bible says they grabbed him and took him to the cliff to kill him and he just walked right through the midst of them I believe he walked right through their physical bodies I believe he just floated he just tucked his DNA, he just put his DNA in clear form because he had perfect flesh. That's what flesh with perfect DNA looks like. It walks through walls. Come on now. Flies into heaven like Superman. It walks on water, it calms storms, it multiplies fishes and loaves, which is, you know, this time of year, turkey and stuffing. Come on now. Let's get personal. Cranberry sauce. Mmm apple cider with cinnamon and spice and everything nice it multiplies thanksgiving dinners <laughs> and jesus multiplied thanksgiving dinners we just thank you lord jesus for showing our minds so that our belief systems can get straightened in our dna and now i want to paint a picture for you so you can repent from eating the table of the Tower of Babel and never having success because you're under the hunter Nimrod or Satan and his angels and it's just always incarceration no matter what you do at that false table of deception and angels of light that deceive and all external bewitchment and you can actually find and eat from the tree of life what does the Bible say and they shall overcome death and it'll be the healing of the nations when the tree of life is the covering of the leaves of the trees of the nations and that tree shall be eaten all the time by the overcomers they shall eat from the tree of life and the leaves of that tree shall be for the healing of nations Greek word DNA you know nations means DNA in the Bible DNA is written about throughout the scriptures Solomon said a cord of three strands not easily broken in Ecclesiastes do you think they had a revelation of DNA oh I know they did that's when ancient understanding Jacob's ladder understanding 
the third strand of God's sperm genetics over the abilities of the spirit that supersede Adam and Eve in the encasement of human flesh as a temple in the temple's redemption, which is our human bodies from the Garden of Eden back into the Garden of Eden through 6,000 years of conflict down here. And so we're making progress through the times and through the ages as we upgrade our food and we upgrade our food to wisdom. Now wisdom will kill your beasts. This is why there's always a confrontation with your demons. When you're around true kingdom wisdom, true kingly wisdom, the wisdom of Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, there will always be confrontation and it cannot be avoided because the Bible says wisdom kills. Now, you go out here into lukewarm Laodicean Christianity, they don't have any of that. They don't have real wisdom. They might have some external forms. They might have some external disciplines that have appearance of wisdom. What does the Bible say? Colossians chapter 2 it has the appearance of wisdom, but it's only for the external buffeting of the flesh that has no eternal value for the spirit. Colossians chapter 2 it is written. So it's all these external rules and regula regulations, which is satanic wisdom of the beasts of the field, which are religious demons, the bulls of Bashan gaping about you, and you have to learn how to kill your beasts and mix your wines in order to have a feast prepared of the table of the Lord and the bride of the Lamb before the tree of life and to eat from that tree and from the tower of David and the roots of David and the, the roots of the seven spirits of God to devour the roots of evil and to devour the roots of Babel and to devour the roots of Molech and Pan and the red dragon and the false prophet and the beast and to devour the demon gods and one third of the cherubim, Ophanim and seraphim that fell from heaven and to destroy the satans in your own DNA by rejecting their table and no longer serving their altars that is programmed in the flesh and blood of your hearts and brains and strongholds of your DNA to serve at. So children are often persecuted by their parents for not serving at the same altars to the same family demons. That's why you can't have any father or mother, Jesus Christ said in the Bible, except your father in heaven. Otherwise, you'll perpetuate the curse by bloodline rituals. Bloodline curses and it's exceedingly real in this place. And the overcoming needs to be much greater through enlightenment and the teaching of the tree of life. And what Jesus actually did on the cross for you, which is far more than just fire insurance. It's for the healing of the bloodlines. It's for the healing of the soul. Psalms 23, he restores my soul when I feast at his table surrounded by enemies. What do you think the enemies of the feast table of the roots of David, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the seven spirits of God are. They are the DNA of the rituals of your familiar bloodlines. That's what the River Nile is. That's what Egypt is. Egypt is the realm of the dead. What's dead? Jesus Christ in the Bible said, the dead are the ones who practice human blood, who have human blood over their mind and try to be good and not be bad out of human blood, animals. 
And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. They're having funerals. They're Christian funerals, of course, with a pastor and an altar call. So let's not be confused. The covenant people, real good funerals. And Jesus Christ in the Bible said, let the dead bury the dead. I don't participate in human blood rituals. Zero. God's the God of the living, not the dead. And how many people got offended? Everyone who's left Red Letter Ministries. They got offended. They say, oh man, you know, he doesn't love the dead. He's the worst evangelist. And they're talking about God in front of them. And it's all written in the word if you see the reactions. And they hated him for it. They despised him in their hearts for it. Because he didn't participate in human death. This is what you're at war against, people. Now you can participate with life in the midst of dead people. That's called going out to eat. You can go out to eat. You can leave your house and go to the post office. I would not take you out of the world. The Bible says you're going to be around sinners. We need elementary teaching from Paul's epistles. It's not just go leave the world. Because if, otherwise, if you weren't around the dead, you couldn't even live on earth. He's not saying don't live on earth. He's saying have an understanding, have a wisdom, have a holiness internally in your temple. So the contrast of the tree of life in your heart is such a contrast to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in their human blood, in their flesh, that they can actually see God and they'll see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, which means they'll come into the glory and stop using their temple for the realm of the dead and man's traditions and man's rituals and start using their temple for the living God and the breathing of the Holy Spirit and the control of the seven spirits of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, is your bodies. Start using your bodies for the living and repent of all the dead, which is the table of the Tower of Babel. And they again began to build. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, man. Here we go. Just going to break my heart every day until judgment sweeps them away. It will happen. It doesn't need to happen to you, but it will happen to all the earth. And it's prophesied a thousand times. A second flood. And this flood is final and it's more severe than the physical one. This is a spiritual DNA one. This is a flood of the luminaries and their fire. And the earth will shine forth seven times brighter it is written. Where there is no longer iniquity, sin, transgression, or anything hidden under the animal skins. Where human beings cannot pretend to be godly. It's like whatever you've developed in your spirit and everything else burnt off your spirit worldwide. Which means if you don't have the word in your spirit and you're fake and false and it's just the word in your heart and your brain and you're a false believer, a false brethren, a foolish virgin, and you haven't learned to get oil in your lamp. When the fire of the luminaries comes seven times brighter, what will happen is the vaporization of DNA. They'll be vaporized. This will happen and we're going to make sure it happens. That's our job. And the only thing that you'll be left with is what you've developed in your spirit in the Word of God. Therefore, all Israel shall be saved, it is written. So the judgment that's coming is seven times more severe than the judgments of Noah. These are the judgments of Enoch. What is the flood like Noah? Jesus Christ, red letters. For my second coming shall be like the days of Noah. Like. Doesn't mean the same. Like Noah. Enoch 
is the fulfillment of that prophecy in the judgments of the book of Enoch. And if you study out what Jesus said in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and compare it to the judgments of Noah and compare it to the judgments of Enoch, it's final judgment. That's why he says in the first sentence of Enoch, for a far off and remote generation, for when all the wicked are to be removed. He's not talking because in his generation, the physical nature was removed. He was not talking about the near generation for the physical part of them to be removed. He's talking about the far off future generation, which I know is this generation, for when the spiritual wicked, any sin done in the spirit, in the invisible part of the heart, is judged. And I have seen it in a vision. When we begin to practice righteousness in the names of the sun and the moon, and their light is for justice and for healing, in the names of the order and the deeds and the action of the treasury of the stars that obey their orbit, and will go right through the orbit of your upright spirit and bring all of that clean, pure light through your heart and mind and heal your DNA. So you can go right up Enoch's path physically into the third heaven, just like Jesus Christ, Enoch, and Elijah. In Jesus' name. And Moses went up there a little differently. Michael had to carry him his limp dead body, but he got his body back too. So there's always some exceptions. <laughs> you can't just be like, oh, I understand it because I heard it into my brain. When it hits your spirit and your spirit understands, it's completely other. You'll be like, man, I thought I knew something, but I was totally deceived because I didn't know it in my spirit. So when you think you know something and it's just the knowledge in your mind, that's the table of the Tower of Babel. That's why there's no real transformation at all from that table. It's a total fake. That's what Laodicean Christianity is. It's the most deceiving fake thing in the world. But now you get into the table of the Tree of Life and the table of Enoch, the table of the resurrected Christ, and each bite, you feel change. That's why you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. If you eat the food at Joel's bar and you actually digest it into your spiritual stomach, you'll radically transform. I've had people go through four years of hardcore prophetic mystical training in the, in the top of the top prophetic schools in the USA. And they said, seven days with me in Minneapolis was more powerful than four years in those schools. The issue was the desperation. We come around, we get complacent, we get lazy. We don't press in the same. We're satisfied with our current state of our soul. We don't sacrifice our soul for more spirituality. But when there's a greater desire and a greater thirst for righteousness, they get filled. Remember the woman at the well? The woman at the well had 15 minutes with Jesus and did more works than probably most of the apostles combined who had three and a half years of them. And that's true. Church history facts. Which means because she was so desperate, she had five husbands, the man she's living with now is not her husband, and Jesus forgave her, and Jesus showed her the real well in her spirit, and she became spirit-minded. She became Christ, God inside-minded, and found the river, and became one of the greatest apostles who ever lived. It was because of sheer desperation. You're not desperate enough. You're complacent. You need to get as desperate as the woman at the well. That's the standard of Red Letter Ministries. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get it. That's the basic standard. Alabaster Box, Mary of Bethany, John Company, woman at the well, desperation. The most radical people of Jesus Christ's prophetic ministry. You have to have that same radicalness 
in your life and it's not optional. The centurion that comes to him, you don't even have to come under my house, just say the word and be healed. Such great faith, I have not seen it all. You have to add that too. You're going to have to have all of it to walk in maturity. You're going to have to have all the teachings of the scriptures activated and working in your spirit by the faith and the surrender and the yieldedness of your heart and your mind and giving him all of Egypt in your heart and giving him all the bloody Nile in your brain and everything covering your mind has to be burnt off of you to have a mind that works in the anointing for the anointing to pleasure God Enoch walked with God and was not for he gained the testimony that his life pleased and what does Edna mean his wife you know Enoch's wife is named Edna Edna is Hebrew for pleasure Eden Edna it's the root word of Eden isn't that wild Enoch was married to Eden Woo! and he ended up going there physically truth anyhow who is your spouse someone down on the earth no bible says you're married to jesus and if you have first love and you're married to edna eden god's holy pleasure you'll go up the way of enoch but if you got idols just forget about it you're still serving demons and you love demons more than god repent burn them out of your hearts burn them out of your souls and serve edna <laughs> what would Edna do? Please God. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we are. Enoch 89:73, And they again began to build. Oh, buddy. And they put up the tower. You know that is, right? They called it the high tower. It's called building up your own image bearing of your own God that you construct in your own image as an animal. That's what eating from the ta table of Babel is. Every little animal culture of the flesh and blood on earth constructs a god in their image. Hindus have all the Vishnas and Krishnas and all kinds of goofy stuff of 325 demon gods. And it's so easy to pick on them. They worship cows. You know that, right? You have a billion people on the planet that still worship cows. Woo! And we're like, man, we're so much more advanced than India. Bunch of cow worshippers. <laughs> they let the cows, they can't kill the cows, so the cows defecate and urinate in all the streets of India and pollute all the rivers and poison all the cities in India so that the water is undrinkable because of the enshrinement of the cow. Well, the Bible says a lot about cows, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. The women of Zion are like grazing cows. That's scripture now. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> if it's not you, just duck and let it hit Satan behind me. Get behind me, Satan. Amen? So we just want the flesh and blood cow part of us to not be worshipped to desecrate the rivers and the watercourses with with the feces and the urine of demons, we want clean water, crystal clear water that sparkles living water from above the sun with no human religious mixture from anything under the sun. First and foremost, unless you're walking in high righteousness, you don't even have the wisdom to judge. You'll actually be a poo-flinging monkey. Do not fling poop like monkeys. 
Because what that does is it magnifies the manure of the fallen angels into your skulls and you become a poop head. <laughs> and a poop face. It's true. And that's why you can't judge accurately or discern accurately. It's because of mud flinging. And the Bible uses that, the word uh, slander means mud flinging. Same word as unrighteous judgment. When you're judging out of the unrenewedness of you or the religious part of you or anything under the sun, it's not just, well, if I have a Christian circumcised, razor sharp, you know, revelatory glory stream type Christianity, now my judgment's perfect. No, anything under the sun is wickedness. That's what the Bible says. Everything under the sun is what? Meaningless. Meaningless. Chasing after the wind. It's like written a hundred times. Meaningless. The smartest person who ever lived besides Jesus on the planet. That's what the Bible says. Second smartest person ever lived. Doesn't mean his life was perfect. But far from that. Probably the most idolatrous person. But he did gain the testimony of being the most intelligent person after God himself who ever lived. Solomon. He's your brother in Christ. He's forgiven his sins. So you're going to have to deal with his kingship in heaven anyhow. Great wisdom now. And he's still drinking it. And he's repented and cleansed from all of his idolatry. And he's awesome in heaven. I've been to his throne room before and I've drank out of silver goblets, silver wisdom of the third heaven with him before. With his long silver hair, my long silver hair, my angel form. And we drank wisdom together. And I've had fellowship with King Solomon in the spirit. And it's wonderful. But he teaches in the scriptures, Ecclesiastes, the teacher. It means that everything under the sun is defiled. The religion is defiled. The understanding, the wisdom is defiled. There ain't any truth under the sun. Truth comes from above the sun. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Well, one of those lights is the sun, that's for sure. So that means that even truth, love, hope, faith, they all come from above, don't they? That's what the Bible says now. Don't look at me like that. Every good and perfect gift, wisdom, truth, holiness, love. There's no love in man. There's no origin of goodness in man. There's no purity in man. Zero. But purity comes down from above, from the white dove. You saw him descend upon the Son of Man and remain. Therefore, you know he is the Messiah. He wants to descend upon you and remain upon your brain. Therefore, you know that you have the Messiah with you. If the dove is not lifting off, but he remains on you because you're pleasing the Holy Ghost on the outside and on the inside. You want your cup cleaned on the inside first. But a clean cup on the inside is for what the Bible says. The function of the clean innards is to have clean outards. Amen. Where they can look in your eyes and see God physically in your gates of the windows of your soul because the inside's clean. Therefore, the outside's clean. And you just look into that bronze sea right there and just get cleansed. For the mirror that was broken is repaired. You can just look right into God the Father's light and get healed in your sight. We're going to ascend in such a way that those who look upon the manifesting sons of God just looking at us will heal them into their eyeballs because the eyes are the windows into the soul. The soul's a freaking mess, so the soul needs to be transformed and healed. Well, if you look at a soul that's transformed and healed, well, you have, might have the reaction of Stephen with the glowing face and they just murder him. Or you might just have something else in the end times and they just get harvested and receive the glowing face being like, you're probably right since you're glowing like an angel. 
You'd think so, right? People would be like, yes, I agree with Stephen. He looks just like Moses. I don't care if he works at Wendy's and he's 24 and, and lives in a, a bunkhouse far away from the river because that's prime real estate. Just in a cardboard box behind Jerusalem's walls. <laughs> well, and the, for the millionaires in the Sanhedrin to step down from their high thrones and submit to a boy in his low 20s who's glowing in his face, too much humility required, and instead it's easier to just murder him in the name of the law and religion and righteousness, which is when people tune into Joel's bar and be like, this punk-looking kid with sunglasses on, it's so much easier for us just to, to murder him and self-justify the murder and the destruction of Red Letter Ministries than to conform and change our whole worldview and perspective on anything. And so they do the exact same thing every day. It's the same exact, the, that high throne of Luciferian pride in religious Christians that judges the Lamb of God, that judges the bride of the Lamb, which means married to humility. And unless you're married to the humility of the Lamb, pride will deceive you all the days of your life and you'll never understand. You never understand in your 70s. I mean, how much crushing is it going to take of our pride to begin to understand? Get wisdom, though it costs you everything, get understanding. It'll cost you everything. What does it cost you? Human bloodlines and Egypt, which is human mindsets and your cultural norms. Dash the nations to pieces like pottery. It means get them out of their cultures. Get them out of the earth. They're encrusted. They're totally entombed. Guys, they're mummified. Some of you listening are mummified through Egyptian sorcery. And everyone else's fault or self-murder and it's just like oh, there's no healthiness in the soul the word of god will touch your spirit and give your spirit oil and the oil is for healing the oil of health now we teach on high things around here but if your spirit isn't producing oil you can forget about enoch because you haven't even found elijah down in the wilderness of the river of man in the earth you need to find the bottom of the river first. We live in the top of the river and the headwaters of the river all the way into Eden. And I know the gates of Eden and I go in and out of Eden and into this universe in the tree of life and in the correct water courses of original design in obedience to God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ and everything he commands. But so many people down in the dust of the earth, they haven't even found where the water pours into the dirt. We're out there far away from the clean water. The Lord says to you, you need to go into the clean water and then stay clean in the clean water and practice cleanness in the living waters in the springs of the water of life. The great shepherd shall lead them who anyone saved. Revelation 7:17. anyone saved, anyone who believes in Jesus Christ and loves Jesus Christ. And I know you love Jesus Christ, but you need to understand salvation is based on the substances that come down from the Father above the Son. And you have no origin of it down here. This way, there can be an understanding of the universe, an understanding of everything bigger than you. That down here, you can see your body as an ant, 
and ants are the best workers. They can carry like a thousand times more than men, according to their body weight, and it's the strongest animal or insect, but animal or created thing in the whole earth. Consider the ants, and wisdom considers the ants, which means your temple can be exceedingly great in the strength of the anointed one and his anointing. Exceedingly great. We're talking about an awesome, awesome ant farm down here on planet Earth, and that's what it looks like from the heavenly perspective. It's a, But it's a glorious ant farm, and it's going to clean up, and you flood an ant farm. Listen, man. Holy ants. Holy, holy of holies, heart of hearts, obedient temples, which is flesh that it's completely yielded and surrendered to the Heavenly Father. That's reasonable, isn't it? to yield our ant bodies down here on the earth, whatever form you identify with in your flesh, English, Russian, Swedish, Norwegian, Scandinavian, Kenyan, Moroccan, whatever, man, whatever. 70 root nations of Babel eating from the table before the Tower of Babel. All of it's ant. It's all ant because your body is down here in the ant farm of earth. Consider the ants. You need Solomon's wisdom. You need Jesus Christ's wisdom. You need the wisdom from above that's first of all pure and peace loving. James wisdom. We need wisdom, guys. Wisdom is the only way to get into righteousness. Wisdom builds her pillars where? Above the sun to practice righteousness. You ain't gonna go there unless you gain the seven pillars of wisdom through constantly killing your beasts. And once your beasts are killed, you can mix your wine, prepare your feasts, which means no hypocrisy, no self-righteousness, no mud flinging, no feces of the fallen angels, no activity of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, no self-righteousness, no righteousness of your own, no goodness of your own. Come on now, basic salvation level revelations. We need them here, we need foundations. Apostolic foundations every day until we're flying higher and higher in our spirit, man. Like eight-winged cherubim in this place. And that's the potential of the God sperm genetics in your belly. That the wings, you'll feel them coming out of your back. Little sore in my wings, they flap your spirit's wings over your body. Under the shelter of his wings we take refuge. Well, he gave you wings. You're not in the Old Testament anymore where God has to come and babysit you in the flesh. You're in the New Testament, the New Covenant, where God came into your spirit and you have him in there if you're not bewitched. You have God in you. You're born of God in you. Christ in you. The hope of realizing God in you. And all of God's ability, all of God's wings, all of God's suns and moons and stars and all of God's abilities and the luminaries, all of his mystical wisdom, all of his mystical righteousness, all of it is inside your spirit. You're born of God's sperm. It is written. Greek word sperm, which means you're born again. Nature is God's genetics. We just got to get all the other DNA off of it so you can realize the glory. And once you realize the glory, you can grow from glory to glory by your spirit man taking over your natural man and you'll do it together. Song of Solomon says, we'll catch the little foxes that spoil the vineyard, the vineyard of our love. What love is that? Jesus' bloodline, the tree of life, the sap and the roots 
and that everything that flows through the river of life in the cosmos, through the path of the stars that comes down from the sun and rains on everyone. Seriously, where do you think you were born again from? I know my experience, it was external preaching in a chapel and I was externally paralyzed by something that came upon me on the outside and an eggshell cracked over my head and all the darkness fell off like dragon scales and I was blinded for three hours by the brightness of his glory. But it was an external outpouring that came upon me and after it came upon me, then it came inside me and regenerated my spirit. So it did come from the outside. It came from above the sun at conversion. Come on now. Let's go. On the day of Pentecost, there was a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire descended upon them from on high. Tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit from on high. From above the sun where Jesus ascended to. And he sent it through the path of Enoch. How do you think he got it? It went right through the path of lightnings. The truth is it went right through the path of the stars that were named after the attributes and the reflections of God the Father's nature and God the Father's lights. It came right down like lightning. It came right down through the path of fire. It came right down through the path of Enoch. Is it the path of Enoch? No, it's the path of the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Enoch simply found it because he pleased God and God showed it to him and he obeyed. And the Bible says, and he was with the watchers and the holy ones in those days. He lived with the angels in the heavens. And in order to go to him, they had to go to the ends of the earth, which means the end of the natural realm. Not just out here with a carnal, barbaric brain cell full of Neanderthal DNA looking for it in the realm of natural like Adolf Hitler going to the South Pole. Get a life. This is the regeneration of spiritual ability. Your inner man, if it's built up, the holy angels will come to that God sperm genetics because you're the genetic offspring of God the Father and they'll show you the way by spiritual development. God wants to show you where he is, that, I, that where you are, you may be where I am, in my Father's house. Many rooms which are the chambers of his heart to live in God's light. But to get there physically requires you to physically change your mindsets, your actions, your ways. How many of y'all know Moses couldn't practice the house of Pharaoh in order to save Israel? He had to go into the wilderness of his own soul and change, change, change. 40 years, 40 years represents changing. Jesus only had 40 days. 40 is just symbolic of the book of Numbers of understanding change. You got to change, man. You're too American. You're too earthly. You need to be heavenly. You need to be like the angels. Enoch 69:11. For man was not created otherwise than the angels. Man was not created different than the angels. Enoch 69:11. That they should remain righteous and pure, and death, which destroys all things, would never have touched them. But through this, their knowledge, they are destroyed. And through this power of knowledge, it devours me. You're dying because of knowledge about God, which means your judgments out of your soul towards God is what's killing you right now. 
That's what the Bible says. You gotta get all that soulish, animal, human, earthly, fallen DNA judgments towards God. It's the devil's opinions about God that you're full of. The uncircumcised heart is the heart that reacts to God's light in bitterness, in negativity. A circumcised heart doesn't have any of that resistance to God's glory light because it's been burnt and judged off of the heart by the breastplate of righteousness, which you're commanded to put on as a Christian, which is called in the Bible the breastplate of judgment, which is putting an angelic ephod, not in the natural, on your spirit man. Not over your natural man, not your carnal man. The carnal man doesn't inherit salvation. I'm speaking to your spirit, and as your spirit man inherits salvation, and you can divide asunder between soul and spirit, that your spirit man saves your soul and turns it clear so you're not sit, sitting there trying to save a part of you before the only part that can be saved is built up, which is called bewitchment. We try to apply it to the outer man, which is hypocrisy and self-righteousness. God just needs to feed your spirit, pure spiritual milk for well-beloved children. It's good to drink milk, the land of milk and honey, which means everything you drink in that land is going to build up your spirit. Amen? That's what the land of milk and honey is a place that produces food for your spirits so that everything you eat, everything you drink, everything you breathe, everything you see into your five senses is for the building up of the God-spermed part of you in your bellies. No spirit woman, spirit man, because it's Jesus Christ in us, the glory. What do you think the bride of the Lamb is? It's a people that marry Jesus in their spirit. Have you put on Jesus from inside your spirit by building up your spirit, praying always in the most holy faith? Or are you yet carnal and your DNA has blocked the teaching from going into your spirit? That's the part you need to sanctify. That's the stiff-necked, and hard-hearted part of you that is completely satanic DNA. And if you don't cut it out of you by the word of God and the sword of the spirit, by faith, by righteousness, by obedient acts of excellence right where you're at, in the same place you're at now, by beginning to practice excellence and working for the Lord and not for man, not for spouse, not for husband, not for mouse. You're working for Jesus on the inside and he is removing all the curse of the fall by working under the Lord. Doing the works of the Lord is the only way to grow in the Lord. Because you're always doing something. Even if you're just laying on the couch four hours a day, you're doing something. You're laying there. It's true. Don't blame a lazy person. They didn't do anything. Oh, tough crowd tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> Praise God. The glorified personality comes forth now. Jesus. Anybody having anything except for a turkey on Thanksgiving? What is wrong with you? Honey, ham, beef, pork? That's un-American. We need stuffing, cranberry, mashed potatoes, not out of a box, gotta be real, with no skins on it. That's like uncircumcised 
Philistines and your mashed potatoes. Get those skins away from me in Jesus' name. <laughs> Holy Ghost. All right. See the culinary jokes in the glory of the... They get, that one. They get those ones. Hallelujah. Amen. Cranberry sauce. Make sure it's not that lumpy soup stuff. It's got to be in solid form. Do not grieve the spirit of cooking. If you don't think there's cooking angels, well, you got another thing coming. Some of you need to pray for cooking angels. Be putting these turkeys in deep fryer and going up like Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> Glory. You gotta wear a hazmat suit on Thanksgiving. Mm. All right, mix it up with a little concentration comedy, just so you know that we're not mad at you. We're glad at you. The spirit is the God sperm genetics. We're here to father spirits. The rest of you can get stuffed and be gagged and thrown into hell until it turns clear because it's just a line demonic DNA that's just robbing God of all of his righteousness and glory. So there is a fighting of the good fight of faith. There is a war in Egypt and the Nile. And first you got to sacrifice your own Egypt and your own Nile, which is your own flesh and blood daily. I still have to every day. Take heed that you stand lest you fall. You could be the greatest apostle of all time, but if you don't die daily, the Bible says you have to die daily, it don't matter all the previous days that you died. Today you're going to fall further because you went up all those previous days. So it gets really strict and serious, and that's why you practice rigid righteousness when you come into the realms of Enoch above the sun, because you fall up here, you probably never see me again. And I know there's probably people praying for that because I could feel that. Uh, uh, uh. But yesterday I could feel righteous saints praying for me. Rebecca was talking about, oh, there must be at least four or five people not demon-possessed praying for us today. Because it was like the cleanest, clearest air of any day. Whoever you four or five intercessors of Red Letter Ministries are, please do that every day. I mean, just message me, Brandon at RedLetterMen.com. We might bring you on staff so you can quit your day job and make you full-time prayer intercessors like King David when he had 1,200 people quit their day job and become full-time worshipers. And all of the money for destroying the enemy nations around him, he used to pave for his worshipers for 27 worship in the open ark in Zion. Now don't get your hopes up because we're still a small ministry, but in the future, if we ever get any obedience around here, we might put you on staff just to pray for us all the time. Some of the holiest people in the Bible were the ones that never left the temple and just prayed for the Messiah until they were in their 80s. <laughs> My eyes have seen the salvation of Israel. Now I can go home. That's what she said. My eyes have seen the salvation of Israel. And how she did. She was widowed in her, her young years. She was widowed young, the Bible says. What's her name? Anna. Anna in the temple. Widowed real young. And all she did <laughs> was pray for one son of God. Imagine if you guys start to pray for 144,000 sons of God. Might speed their coming. Amen. You need to pray for the government of God. The sons of God have government in their spirit, predestined, foreordained, and it ain't going to come from anywhere else. 
You can do anything of oil on the outside, Crisco, your whole church, it won't help at all unless you pray for the predestined foreordained ones that will come from the Spirit, they'll come from Zion. Which means the Father's already ordained them before they were formed in their mother's womb. Those are the ones you want to pray for, because the other ones are going to be fake. The other ones are going to be phony. So they're already here. They're just the most persecuted, slandered, crushed people on the planet. So we need to actually intercede. We need to pray. We need to pray just to make it today. MC Hammer glory. Smack him with the MC Hammer, Lord Jesus. Smack that thing. Jesus. Shandra Bakutriara Kundriariari. Kindriara Kundraro. Ikindriara Sundraba. So the distraction out there is that man thinks he can anoint his own leadership. That's charismatic Jezebel witchcraft that contradicts the true the true foreordained predestined sons. And half of them are women too. Daughters, but there's only sons because it's the inner man. The angels don't have women. He didn't create any wives for the angels. The Bible says it. So the scripture says, so there's no giving and taking of marriage to angels. So you have to get the inner man angelic, like Michael, Uriel, Gabriel, Raphael. You got to get the inner man as angelic as the angel of the Lord. And if we can embrace the spirit part of those rising that are the most crushed, persecuted, oftentimes... They're so opposed in life, and I've dealt with the sons of God my whole life, because I'm one of them. They're usually so mistreated, they're like black sheep oftentimes of their families. It's like they can never find a home in this world because their predestination and their foreordination is so high to make heavenly Jerusalem their home, they're like vagabonds and nomads and wanderers in the earth. Because they're predestined foreordained to be Hebrews 11, Hall of Faith fame. Their spirit's already famous before it came and was formed in their womb. They don't have anything to prove in life because what they're created for from God is perfect at the first. So Bob Jones said, predestined for ordained. Now, there needs to be a maturing of the Spirit. You need to pastor the Spirit. But the pastoring, the maturing of the sons of God, that's my job. I'm a pastor of the sons of God. And so that part of you, oftentimes, there's an isolation. I've watched how the enemies, the demons, the tree of knowledge, the sorcery, the table of Babel, the tower of Babel, and how all the enemy's systems in the curse of the fall work against the predestined foreordained sons of God's spirit man. And it is the highest level sorcery manipulation of all time, and drugs and alcohol is one of the main tools. After that, sexual morality and pornography. Truth in you. After that, charismatic prophetic Christianity even like the Bob Jones stuff, but of the soul and not really the separation of soul from spirit to be God inside minded. Woo! So that last one's actually more deceptive than the, the former two. Because the last one looks like Bobby Connor, looks like Bob Jones, looks like John the Baptist, looks like Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Apostle Paul, but it's still soul. And it's still false. So the spirit part is predestined for ordained. That's why they have so much trouble. Because then the mind is hit with every temptation. The mind is hit with everything false from birth against these ones because these are Satan's and the highest level demon gods 
judgment personified. This is judgment personified through vessels out of Father God in heaven. Okay? This is how God predestines judgment. You read about Noah, days of Noah. Noah came, and it's all about the baby Noah with the sun coming out of his eyes, levitating and glowing like an angel. He's not born as a man. He was born as a god or like one of the angels, fragment of Noah. It is written. That's scripture. Okay? So Jesus Christ, who knew that scripture, it was common knowledge in every synagogue in Israel in that day. Enoch and Noah was preached in every synagogue as Bible. Okay? So they would have known all of it. Every Jew would have known that scripture. So they would have known the days of Noah would be like people becoming like the angels. Because that was common knowledge in that culture. So now, like the days of Noah, your spirit man is angel. Same word, Numa, angel, or spirit, whatever. But it's angel. God is angel. Those who worship God have to be an angel and in truth. So you're going to have to become more and more like the angels. What does the Bible say? Enoch 69, 11, for man was not created different than the angels, that they should remain righteous and pure, and death would never touch them. And there's 80 different translations of the book of Enoch, by the way. And the Hermonia, the Hermonia translation from Fortress Press, Minneapolis, takes 50 translations that we have on earth and combines them together and it's wonderful it's really wonderful this is the first translation of enoch from 1883 and as barbaric as this one is i love it it's wild man instead of years it uses the word worlds so it takes us some of the most fringe controversial interpretations and i like that it expands it but also you want multiple translations of it as you read it that's why you know preaching the scriptures. I have 150 translations of the Bible in my library, and I've read all of them. So you want to mix all the interpretations of the ancient Hebrew, because Hebrew can't translate into English. Not possible. You talk to any translator, it's like taking a picture language like hieroglyphics that has 25 meanings per letter, and then trying to limit it into English. There could be 25, sometimes there's like a hundred possible ways to interpret the same word or symbol. And so when Jesus would preach in Hebrew to Jews, a Hebrew of Hebrews, he would be preaching in a picture language. So the understanding came in the visions that would roll through their minds as they'd listen to an anointed prophet, a man like you who had the Holy Spirit. Jesus was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. But he showed us how to live perfect for God in Jesus' name. And you need to, too, because you have the Holy Spirit. Now it's time to use it for what it's for, for God's pleasure, for Edna, for pleasing God, for Eden, for your nature, for, for your home world and nation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand to serving the kingdom and the kings of the kingdom to please God and to please Jesus, and wouldn't it be something after pleasing God and Jesus to be around Paul and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and John and be like, yeah, good job, you pleased God as much as we did, and they're like fathers and brothers and sisters in that dimension of glory, of success, of pleasuring God. So there is a king pleasing. The Bible says fear God and fear his king. These are kings. It's not man anymore above the sun. Man only exists under the sun. Above the sun, you're not dealing with the spirit of a man. That's what the Bible says. You're dealing with the spirit of righteousness. 
which is the spirit of Yahweh inside that person. You're dealing with God literally. So if you don't please the 144,000 sons of God living above the sun, you're not zero pleasing God. Zero. Now, under the sun, we got man worship, man pleasing, all kinds of rebellious excuses for everything. A lot of them are safety nets so that we don't worship man. But worshiping God means you have to have an understanding of the temple. You're not worshiping a man and woman when they have a righteous spirit. Because the only thing in their spirit, the Bible says, would be God, the maker of heaven and earth. And if you disobeyed the prophets, who are walking in righteousness, who have a righteous spirit, you will certainly be destroyed and go to hell. Guaranteed, everyone who disobeyed the spirits of righteous men and women, Judge Deborah, Fotini, righteous woman apostle, Apostle John, what does the Apostle Paul say? Apostle Paul said anyone that didn't obey his scriptures was going to hell. Can you imagine Greek Gentiles listening to a man who's making himself God? No, God made him God through sanctification. God was in his spirit and Paul could separate his soul from his spirit and he say, this is God speaking. And then in the next sentence, the Bible says, but this is Paul speaking. You can't because you're not sanctified that much. You need to understand that about maturity. Amen. You can't grow as a kingdom company and body of Christ unless you have clarity of understanding the difference between the spirit of men and women under the sun, which is animals. So we obviously don't want to serve animals. We got that down. Check. But the spirit of a righteous person and a spirit of righteousness above the sun is God the Father himself. Now this is true of anyone who ever matures in the history of the world, okay? So I'm not just saying this is an exclusive Brandon and Rebecca club, but right now it pretty much is because we're accurate and that's where maturity in this universe actually is. Truth anyhow. Diamond dust. The truth is you're dealing with the spirit of men and women, which is your spirit is not built up enough to become a righteous spirit. Above the sun, which means the spirit is totally circumcised from the soul. This is where you're going. This is the price you're paying as you rise. Destroying your Adamic, fallen, angel, satanic, slimy, worm, sin-filled DNA, which is exactly what it is, and it's worse than that, but I want you to understand it has no value. Jesus Christ said the flesh counts for nothing. John 6, it is written, and the building up the spirit, and then the flesh goes up and follows the spirit. That's why it had no value, because salvation comes from the spirit. Right? Pentecost, I will send another spirit. John 14, it is written, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. Jesus Christ called the Holy Spirit a Savior. Where is the Holy Spirit working? Fathering your spirit. Out of what? Out of being a spirit of a man? Out of being a spirit of a woman? To being a righteous spirit. And if you continue to build up your spirit and sacrifice the bloody Nile of your human bloodlines and genetics and DNA and all the garbage of self and soul and flesh and blood and parents and mom and dad. You can have no mother or father except God in heaven, Jesus said, which was the prerequisite for a Jew to be saved. Now around here, it's like, well, anyone can be my mother and father. 
nowadays as long as they go to church and they're born again. Nope. It's all about developing the spirit. So the standard is father of spirits and the temple goes clear. The brain goes clear. The heart goes clear. The flesh and blood go clear. And the deceiving fallen angel aspect of you that's always looking at the dead, dying, decaying part of you that's not God but fallen angel filth burns off your spirit and now you have clear celestial garments now you have clear luminary garments, now you have clear sun and moon garments through your flesh through your blood and everything in your DNA begins to turn crystal clear and sparkling Amen you only can taste in those realms by sacrificing from the lowest part of the river and work your way up. That's why people that stay around the low part of the river, it can be the most corrupted down in the earth, down in the mud. If you understand first in the natural, then in the spiritual, and you understand wisdom of the natural to be applied to the wisdom of the spiritual, you understand that the watering holes of animals is the highest percentage in nature of animal death. But where do the animals die at the highest concentration in the realm of the natural? It's true of every single species of animals on planet Earth. And don't think your flesh is any different because your flesh is animal. It's a mammal. It's reptilian. It needs to be crucified far further than anything you can imagine. And the Holy Ghost knows how to do it. If you stay yoked to the Spirit of God, you'll be constantly saved in a greater salvation. But the, the highest percentage of death of all flesh and blood on earth, including human beings, is around water. Natural water. Water, 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 water is the most polluted with death, selfishness, which is the things from God that man covets to get ahead in their own little animal family. Like you put down other families just for your wife and kids to make an extra buck. That's like normal murder of every family in the world right now under the sun. And a lot of Christians won't say that, but they'll do that in the marketplace. Put down others and you don't have a healthy balance because down below it's all death in the lower waters. As you go higher in the waters, that's why the drunken glory can be so corrupted because everything in this world is founded on waters. Just because you know how to drink doesn't mean any of it's God. Seriously, the Bible says the whole earth was founded on waters. You can drink anything on the earth, hardly any of it's God. Truth anyhow, and it's shown by the, f the fruit in drinkers' souls. Oftentimes, they're drinking at such a low elevation, they're just lost. They're like completely stubborn lost people and get stubborn about drinking low sewage waters from the fountain of the animals and the death at the lowest drinking holes. And that's the external breath. And that's the external energies in your eyes and the animating your bodies and your bones and your electromagnetic energy. It's all waters. It's all electricity. Electricity flows like waves. Come on now. Energy waves. Energy waters comes down from what? The path of the stars. Come on now. That's what causes your heart to beat. It's a battery. It's electricity. If you have the, the low earthly watering holes, it's muddy. You're, you're a ticking time bomb. But if you understand the path and understand ascension 
of Jesus, of Enoch, of all righteousness, of all obedience, of the spirit of truth leading you into all truth. And you begin to go from glory to glory in your spirit, feeding your spirit, and you understand the lower stuff of heart and mind of Nile and Egypt. That's why it's Nile. Nile is the drinking of the polluted waters down below. You need a pure fountain from above. You need a cleaner drink every day. It has to go from glory to glory. If it's not clearer, and if it's not brighter, and if it's not cleaner, you're not drinking God, you're drinking Satan. Okay, when you drink God, it always gets clearer. Your heart becomes clear where you can't see soul or self. Your brain becomes clear where you can't see your, your brain. That's normal when you're drinking the real river of life. What does the Bible call the river of life? Crystal, clear, and sparkling. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. Amplified Classic. Revelation 22. There he showed me the river whose waters give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God, third heaven, and the Lamb, through the middle of the broadway of the city, also on either side of the river was the tree of life and its twelve varieties of fruit, yielding each month its fresh crop, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing and the restoration of the nations. So, water, seed, and the fruit. What is it? It's all of God's farming working in your spirit. He's farmed your spirit all the way through your soul and your mind and your body. You know what it's going to look like when you have the fruit and the leaves of the tree of life for the healing of the nations? Your angelic nature covering the nations. When your spirit is bigger than skyscrapers, when your, your spirit is bigger than regions, the Bible says God's omnipresent. You're born of the same seed of the omnipresent God, which is all present. Now, your body is the manifest of your presence, but your spirit is omnipresent in God's omnipresence. You're born of His incorruptible seed of the Word of God that cannot sin. That part of you, of His genetics, has that ability in it, but it will fight the human DNA. It'll fight your own spirit. It'll fight your own brain until you allow that to take over the Adamic curse. And it'll spring up right through your heart. The bright morning star rising in your heart. So it is a war for the tree of life to conquer from the inside the tree of knowledge of good and evil on the outside. And to, what does the Bible say? Peel it back like a scroll. That's why it's called a circumcision of a heart, which means it's the removing of the old garments. Those old garments shall be taken away, folded up, and put away. It is written in Hebrews, which means what you wore on your spirit is taken away. Human DNA, all of your bloodline stuff, Egypt and Nile stuff, all of it taken away, folded up and put away. Where is he going to put it away? With Satan and his angels. In the fiery abyss, which will be like a dead sea under the earth. The earth won't be the dead sea anymore. The abyss will be the dead sea. True then, yeah. 
which means the whole earth will be flooded by the tree of life cosmically. I can see crystal clear living waters coming through the path of the stars through my righteous spirit in visions the last three or four weeks and I'm seeing what the end results of the judgments of the days of Noah will look like in our generation and it will be the earth shining seven times brighter with all the heavens brought to earth through our spirit like they rise in the east and set in the west and this is the flame of the west the flame of the of, of the luminaries this is their path through our spirit and how their course goes into the earth it goes into flesh it goes into blood i can just feel the resistance i'm just testing out there if i feel a wall out there of demonic dna that's why i break it off in jesus name because this is how you destroy the curse of the fall. I want to show you because you can do it now in your regions and your prayer times and upgrade your intercessory life. When, when the luminaries rise in the six portals of the east, which is your spirit, they set in the four in the six portals of the west through your spirit, but it settles into the flesh. It upgrades the natural realm. The, the earth is the west that the east sets in. Rising in the east, setting in the west. The flame of the west is all the sun and the moon and the stars and their reflection of God the Father's glory through our righteous spirit coming into the earth and setting in the west. That's the flame of the west. And so all the power and the energy and the cleanness and the names of the sun and the names of the moon and the names of their stars and their laws and their actions and their angels will all rise in the east and they'll all set in the west and upgrade the earth and wash it and the heavens and the solar system and heal the luminaries and heal the earth and push that stuff down under the earth. That's why it's called the abyss in Enoch and the abyss in the book of John, in the book of Revelation. This stuff, some of it in you, I can feel it in this place, is going that place, is going into the abyss. When this fire and this flood of Noah that we bring in righteous preaching and righteous teaching, that preaching of righteousness that brings the flood of the luminaries' lights in silver water, in perfect DNA. The stars are in perfect DNA. They obey their course. Amen? That's, a, that's, a, that's what the Bible says. The stars are in perfect DNA. And you need that perfect DNA passing through you. And then it washes all the imperfect DNA. It strips it out of your cells. It strips it out of your elements. It strips it out of the atoms. And all the depths of your entire existence get burned and cleansed in the presence of righteousness. And all that stuff, even through the camera and people watching that oppose this message going forth, the breastplate of righteousness judges you tonight. And the power of the sun and the moon and the stars and the luminaries through my angel's ephod smites you tonight and judgment comes upon you tonight and all the wickedness you've practiced against our righteousness is judged into the abyss and i command it be incinerated 
in spirit, in soul, in mind, in flesh, in blood, in house, in finances, and all posterity be consumed by the righteous judgment of the days of Noah. It's a thorough cleansing of all existence of DNA around a person practicing wickedness, around a person practicing the fallen angels, around a person practicing sin, and just purging it and incinerating it. You know what the Great Awakening is? People coming into salvation when they see righteousness bringing judgment and incinerating sin. It's not converting sinners from being bad to good like false evangelism. That ain't it. It's the total annihilation, vaporization, vaporizing sinners. When this kind of light that I'm preaching tonight, that I'm walking in, and we're going to bring it a lot more every day. This is the only future for the USA, and there is no other future except righteousness of Enoch. Come on now. The righteousness of righteous men whose prayers are powerful and effective to destroying sin, demons, curses, and all the sorceries of the Satans working in flesh and blood and spirit and soul. And all of it getting vaporized by practicing the luminaries through our righteous spirit. And so think the death star, but life star times a trillion. When the morning star rises in our heart and we begin to practice all the power of 150 billion suns through our spirit, we begin to practice greater works. We'll do greater works than Jesus in this generation and I'm preaching on how to do it tonight. And if you allow that judgment to strip all Adamic DNA off your spirit and to change your garments of what your spirit man is wearing, to begin to wear wisdom, to wear the Word of God, to obey the Holy Spirit, to work unto the Lord and not for men, to mature, to whet your appetite for the mature things of God, the mature things of Enoch that are available to all of you when you grow up in Christ. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Be excited for your future. It's exciting to grow. I enjoyed being a baby. I enjoyed being one in the Lord, two in the Lord, three in the Lord, five in the Lord, ten in the Lord, fifteen in the Lord. Every year of Jesus Christ in me that grew up through my spirit, I thoroughly, completely, and perfectly enjoyed. Honestly, I haven't, I have not, not enjoyed any stage of the development of the God sperm genetics in my spirit. I loved every step of it. And so will you. This is what loving Jesus actually is, that you love maturing from zero to one, raising the child, the inner man, eating the bread of the inner man, drinking the wine of the inner man, strengthening the inner man, the stature of the inner man, glory to glory of the inner man until the outer man goes clear. And it will take years. It will take 33 years of Jesus Christ formed in your inner man. And there's nothing else prepared for your life on earth except that because you're born of God. Amen. There's no other plan for anyone born again other than what the Apostle Paul says. I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. Fully formed. Not partially formed and the rest is you and your nations, your ethnicities, your cultures, your history. 
what you've experienced on earth in your ant form. Forget about that. What's the Bible say? Forget your father's house and be enthralled with your husband. That's a psalm of Solomon to forget your house and serve the house of the living God. Serve the house of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and be saved in a much greater salvation than anything you could ever imagine. These people that are showing off their houses are serving devils. Devils. And you applaud them out there because you're ignorant. Don't applaud people who serve their own house. They serve the Satans. That's what demonic activity is. We must serve the Lord, what does the Bible say? As for me and my whole house, we're going to serve God's house. What? Not my name, not my house. The name of God be written on my forehead. The house of God I serve in. And God, <clears throat> Holy Ghost, God only allows angels to serve in his house. Okay? He only allows the spirit part of you to serve in his house. So any other part of you that think you're helping God is self-righteousness. It's actually blasphemy. The spirit part of you, if you lay hands on your belly, your spirit will get it all night. And your spirit's more intelligent than your brain, and then you'll be halfway there. Amen. And then your spirit begin to take over the natural part of you and transform you from the inside out. And that spirit part of you, as it matures, you get upgraded in your job in God the Father's house. Amen? Truth in you. Hallelujah. So, Heavenly Father, I just volunteer all these spirits at the sound of my voice to serve in your house and burn down their houses with holy fire, a baptism of fire, so they don't serve demons anymore. In Jesus' name, it's going to be an awesome week. We're going to give thanks in God's house and not our own so we can have an open heavens when our families get together. We'll literally be eating in heaven. Come on now. That's a little different than just being ants in your little ant holes. That's the difference between heaven and hell, righteousness and wickedness. Get a God perspective in your brain. Seven eyes pierce your brains to see that God wants you to live a much higher life than anything your mind can imagine, anything your heart could pray for. God's going to raise you from the dead to live in heaven all the time. You don't have earthly experiences anymore. None. Zero. You only have heavenly experiences because the heavens are just pouring forth through you all the time. And this is what the path of the Lord, the way of the Lord actually is. Now walk in it. No Joel's Bar Thursday. Thanksgiving with their families in the open heavens, in the family of God, tearing the roof off the house. You don't need to be negative to your family's belief systems. You can meet them where they're at. It's called wisdom. It's learning how to talk. You don't have to beat them over the head with revelation like barbarians, like zeal without knowledge. You learn how to communicate to their spirit right where they're at, to the measure they can receive. And if they can't receive anything, enjoy it in the temple since you're so sanctified and so righteous. Amen. That's what I did for 10 years in dealing with total animosity with my family. Then they all just started to honor me. But it took 10 years, a decade of practicing consistent righteousness and glory in them to even respect what I did as a priest. So it might take a little while for some of you to be consistent in practicing the angels of his presence and the angels of his sanctification. 
until there's just no self-righteousness or critical judgmental putting yokes on others that are just from your soul and flesh and ideas and opinions you heard from some preacher, but you're actually walking in heaven. So it comes straight from heaven with all the energy of heaven, so it's just easy. And then you find you'll have tremendous favor. You're usually called to be the priest, but you're such terrible priests that they can't receive your ministry until all the self-righteousness and pride and ego is burned out of you and your flesh and your heart and your blood are clear, then it's just like they're all drinking effortlessly and they're all just going up and getting raptured, everyone laughing uncontrollably, and it's just heaven on earth. It's a completely different thing than what the brain thinks it's going to look like. That's one thing I've noticed going from wisdom to wisdom for 23 years. The brain is always wrong. The spirit and its brain, which is Jesus, the cornerstone, his transfigured mind, the mind of Christ is in the flesh, is always right. That's why we have an unction in our spirit. We live off of Jesus' intelligence and not our own. Otherwise, we're cut off from the head. And we don't want that. Otherwise, we're dead. And literally every decision we make will be to our own destruction. So we need to be connected to Jesus in our bellies. And we need to listen and obey because he cares for us. And get out, get away from all the self-protection, all the, the unrighteous judgment, all the slander, the gossip, all the pride, all the lust, and separate yourself further and further from sin by the seven spirits of God in your hearts. You're sanctified, the Lord you're sanctified, Yahweh Sidkenu. You have him with you right now. So as you begin to be sanctified on the inside, you begin to love dwelling in these bodies. It's literally living in the Holy Holy since your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then it's just like, I could sit here for four hours in a trance and I'm four hours in heaven. But then when I need to get up and do the perfect works of God, it's with all the excellence like lightning. It's with thunder and lightning. Amen? That's true. So you just drink, 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 and then you're just energized for excellence in everything you do in the river of life. And the branches carry the river in it. It's like sap. And it goes into the leaves and it's all liquid lightning. It's all silver wisdom. It's all God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ through the entire veins and arteries of the tree of life. And the tree of life is all of the electrical system of the living God inside the mountain of God. So the tree of life, just like you look at a human body, it's all this electrical system. And if you pull the electrical system out of a human body, it looks like a tree. Well, that's for your types and shadows so you can understand God's system called the kingdom of heaven. So now you look at the tree of life and it's all the stars connected that obey their orbit, which is all the ones up there because the rest of them are wandering. But so all the stars that obey their orbit, all the ones that bring brightness, all the ones that honor his name and are a reflection of God the Father's light, all those connected, that's the tree of life. And so that is the circulatory system or the, what is it? What's the electrical terminology? Central nervous system of Mount Zion. It's the nervous system without any nervousness, just peace that passes understanding of the mountain of the Lord. That goes all the way up to the seventh heaven and forever. Infinite. There's no cap to it. There's no ceiling in God. It goes on forever. So there's no way to measure God because God is limitless in every direction. So this this universe is measurable and the the earth is measurable and it's all measured by the angels. But Zion is not measurable. But getting through the universe in the path of the tree of life is understanding a mountain that's an escalator that's a... What is it? No, the the biological term for the electricity of the mountain. The, it's the central... I'm so high up here, guys. 
It's the central nervous system of the mountain of the Lord. You need to understand how the electrical system, the impulses of God the Father, His names, and the names that He gave to the stars. Yeah, Jesus named Him. God the Father and Jesus are one. But God naming the stars and what that looks like in the nervous system of the heavens. There's people mature enough to eat this meat, and if not, just put it on the shelf until you get into basic repentance of out of the swamp down below and just get clean in the water and rise 10 feet off of the dirt. And that's where some people are right now, just getting out of the dirt. Like the river has never lifted your elevation in your whole life, and so some of you would just be like 10 foot salvation river and it's gonna blow your frickin' mind. Others of you have been faithful to the river for years. And so you're ready to go up into the tree of life and to live in the mountain of the Lord and to, and to discover God in the heavens and be faithful to God in the heavenlies above the sun and to practice righteousness and Enoch to begin to work as scripture and to manifest the fruit of the word of God of Enoch in your spirit, through your soul and your mind and your body and reverse the curse and overcome death and conquer all of that and remove the Satans from the heavens and the earth and under the earth and just fill up the abyss and the Dead Sea with the judgment that will come from those who practice the mountain of the Lord and its nervous system, which is the tree of life. It's the life of the mountain. And it goes higher than that. You go to the source of the mountain, as the Bible says, and the top of the mountain was the throne of God and the Lamb. And it keeps going higher than that. As high as you can get every day. In Jesus' name, Lord, take us up. Everything that blocks us from rising, hooks in the heart, all kinds of agreement in our mind with Satan, I ask for strong conviction. Just make it a life and death for every person at the sound of my voice that they wouldn't waste one more day with demons. One more day in the dirt. One more day in their own house. One more day in a swamp. But they would repent with all their hearts and minds and be granted repentance under the river of life. And they'd be ascended by their angels on the right shoulder and the left shoulder to redeem the times that have wasted in the false mountains of this world and the seven stars that fell from heaven and the imprisonment of the demons and those mountains that are like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that go up into the second heavens that counterfeit all the Mount Zion and all the fruit of that tree is, is death and that would all be coming out of your flesh and blood out of your spirit and you'd just be completely cleansed in your five physical senses totally exercised from all Satan's seed line and all Satan's fruit and all Satan's corruption of blood and flesh and all lies would be exercised out of you and you'd be engrafted into the tree of life, into the promise of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the 12 constellations, and begin to practice the promises of faith in the heavenly angelic sphere, and to rule over the wicked, and to bring judgment upon the sinners, and judgment upon the wicked, and begin to restore this earth back into its original design to be a blessing between a great heavenly father and his sons and daughters, forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to give an offering, click the links in the description, become monthly partners, tithe into the ministry, obey the Holy Ghost and your angels, let your angels direct your financial giving. Angels bring revelation, angels bring salvation, angels tell you the obedient thing to do. Let your holy angels speak clearly into your minds about what you are to obey financially into this apostolic ministry for the advancement of the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' name during this time. We thank you, Father, for all of these financial partners blessed with open heavens. 
Let all of their offerings be given directly into the treasury of God the Father in heaven. And like uh, the centurion, that God would receive your offerings as a fragrance in his nostrils, well-pleasing to him. It is written, and that the angels would even direct the apostles when God received the offering that was so tremendous that was being given into the ministry. In the book of Acts, people were giving such sweet, obedient financial offerings that the Bible says it moved God the Father that he sent angels to the apostles to save entire bloodlines and to change the course of history. It changed Rome, it changed civilization. Financial giving is powerful. If you give out of a righteous spirit, if you give out of obedience to the angels, it is guaranteed every time you give to advance the kingdom of heaven, to increase and intensify heaven on earth, and to destroy the works of the devil. What is required is obedience and cheerfulness with an understanding that you are destroying the works of the devil by giving, and you're also increasing the works of God by giving. And both happen every time there's financial obedience. In Jesus' name, be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>
tonight we're going to tear that devil's kingdom We're gonna raise up the man. 